0: I just have seen firsthand the value of building a community with whether it's a classroom community or it's in a city or in a state or whatever that community may be, but just people feeling like they belong to something positive.
1: Hey there, this is Allison and Lindy with Making a Life podcast, where you can find great inspiration to make a life you absolutely love.
2: We'll be bringing you stories of passion, perseverance, and hope from those who have
1: followed their dreams and made a life they love. It's an honor and privilege to be taking this journey with you, so let's get started. Hey everyone, on today's episode we got to sit down with Lisa, owner of Guilty.
2: Lisa is a former teacher turned stay-at-home mom to two boys turned business owner. She shares with us her journey and how she finds joy in every step of the way, no matter what life brings each day. And oh my goodness, the energy she brings is just amazing. This is definitely an episode you don't want to miss.
1: We will link all of her social links down below. And without further ado, let's get to it. I'm Lisa Gilson, and I am a mama of two
0: little boys. Um, And my husband, Adam, and I and our kids, we live here in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. So I was a teacher for about 12 years in Milwaukee, and I loved it very, very much. And my husband, Adam, is a designer. He designs software. And when I was pregnant with our second little guy, he was just like, Lisa, I feel like I want to start like designing shirts and learning how to screen print just as a hobby in our basement. And I was like, exhausted. We have a toddler at home. I'm teaching (laughs) middle school. And I'm like, you want to start a hobby now? I thought it was crazy. I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds like Mm a plan. (laughs) So anyway, so he started that. And then I kind of got into it because I was like, I want fun, cool shirts to wear. And like, like I said, I was pregnant and coming off being pregnant. I'm like, you want to be comfortable and kind of feel back to normal in yourself so i really mm-hmm. became involved with what he was printing on and again this was just like us printing for ourselves i mean we're just wearing these clothes at this point but i was you know really pay- starting to pay attention to sourcing socially environmentally conscious fabrics mm-hmm. and clothing that was comfy but also flattering so that's kind of how like the screen printing aspect got started he just taught himself In our basement. And then I, like I said, kind of got involved with what he was printing on. And then when we had our second little guy, I started feeling like I wanted to be home with our kids because my older son, it was almost time for him to go to school. And I felt like that was my chance to kind of have a little bit more of a balance and have some time with the kids before school happened. So Mm -hmm. I left teaching. I just took a leave at the time I thought I was going back to be home with our kiddos. So after 12 years, I said goodbye to that, which was really bittersweet. I was so excited to be at home with our kids, but also Mm -hmm. sad to say bye to my school kiddos. But then guilty kind of started rolling and we thought that I was going to be, maybe it would just give me something to do during nap time. And it just, we did our first farmer's market that same year that I had Luca and we sold out like immediately and we saw that we really connected with the community and what we were doing was connecting with others. So I never went back to teaching. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. I used to be a teacher as well. Um, Oh, awesome. Did, were you at the same school the whole 12 years?
0: I was, I taught, it's called Milwaukee School of Languages. Um, So it's, an immersion school, actually. So I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade immersion Spanish. I taught um, social studies in Spanish and I loved it. I also did some college courses that I taught as well. So I I mean, I absolutely loved it. That's always what I wanted to be. I Mm -hmm. still miss it. But now that my kids are in school, I help their teachers and I'm loving what I'm doing. So I love the flexibility I have. So no regrets, but I definitely loved teaching. That's awesome.
1: What was the first step you took from like creating the t-shirts for you and your husband to then selling them what did that process or steps look like
0: sure so one thing that i think i kind of totally skipped over was what we were printing um we it's kind of a funny story my brother-in-law always gets mad cuz i talk about not mad but like <laughs> really I'm really bringing me into this because i throw it into every interview i ever do but we were hanging out in tosa where we live and i think he saw it on some housewives Whereas she said like Beverly Hills, she didn't say is my playground, but something along those lines. And so he said, Tosa is my playground. He gets mad that I say that, that he was watching Housewives, but he absolutely was watching (laughs) some Housewives. That's neither here nor there. But anyways, so I was like, oh my God, Tosa is our playground. And Milwaukee is our playground and Wisconsin is our playground. And we just love where we live. We love the state of Wisconsin. My husband and I have both lived here all of our lives. We love to travel. and. Then when we come back home, we're like, yep, this feels like home, you know? And so we really kind of wanted to create this community pride with our design. So our first t-shirt ever said, Tosa is my playground. And it was really just all about loving where you live and connecting with other people and just based on, honestly, like interest and where you live and just having that, I don't know, that pride for your community. So that's kind of where we started with what our designs would be and why our designs would highlight the state of Wisconsin and the communities within. That's what we always say. We're community inspired because we're very active in our community. And we truly like me coming from being a teacher, I just have seen firsthand the value of building a community with whether it's a classroom community or it's in a city or in a state or whatever that community may be. But just people feeling like they belong to something positive. And so that's kind of where our designs have always been rooted. First Mm -hmm. summer we were in that market and we saw that other people were asking, like they, like I said, we sold out and people loved our things. So I took that leave of from school. I just became much more involved in the business. Adam has his full-time job still. So he, he does our designing and a lot of our printing, but no longer all of our printing, just because we do it, we do our printing in our basement. And so we just don't have the capacity anymore for that, Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, so I left and then I started just kind of doing the business side of it where I reached out to stores and shops and, I, you know, I would go into stores and show them a t-shirt and say, would you please sell our t-shirts? I reached out to you, <laughs> Allison, can you please sell our t-shirts? You know, <laughs> and um, I'm so happy that's... that
1: you did. because I <laughs> you.
0: <Yeah.
1: am, like, laughs> love, love, love your stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. So yeah, so um, that was really it, like literally going store to store with my kids in tow, And, you know, bringing in samples and saying, would you please sell our stuff? And so once that kind of started happening, I remember, I mean, time, I think with the pandemic too, like time just seems so warped and I have no concept anymore of like, Mm -hmm. has it been one year, has it been Mm -hmm. 10 years? I have no idea. But I think it was honestly like 2017, our goal was to be in five stores and now we're in over 50 stores. So, I mean, it happened pretty quickly and it's really exciting for us. And so we finally moved most of the operation out of our house um, last June. So we have a studio in Bayview, outside of Milwaukee, our neighborhood in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, where we house all of our clothing, and we have our offices um, and our inventory here. So, so yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. So I don't know if amazing. I really answered your question, but no, you yeah, did. Yeah, so I left oh, and it just. Great. It got crazy and then we realized that I just wasn't going back to teaching. I yeah. just said this is just too much fun right now and I loved the flexibility of being with the kids. And it kind of happened at a good time like now both of our kids are in school all day. So it was a mm-hmm. good time for us to transition the business out of the house. Yeah. Now that they're both in school full time.
1: So when you were bringing the your shirts to the stores and stuff, mm-hmm. did you have any like naysayers or what did it come pretty easy or was it was that a little bit of a challenge
0: um i do remember this isn't a store but an event like one of the bigger events around here in milwaukee you know they were like no you don't meet our requirements that was the very first thing i ever applied to and then we were at a market or an event like the following month and there the organizers booth was right next to ours and mm-hmm. th- she saw firsthand like people going crazy i mean we were just as shocked because this was our first market too but we were just as shocked and she kept saying oh my gosh the people love your stuff and then i finally said to her, you do know that you denied us like a month ago <laughs> and then she like squeezed us in after that um and got us in for their next event later that fall but um I, love it. As as, nice. I know it is true but as far as shops go honestly i'm sure that there were some that i just can't even think of right now but mm-hmm. honestly i always felt and i just feel this way about honestly the entire state but in milwaukee there's because that's where we started obviously is shops around milwaukee and it just is such a supportive maker community like it is just People truly support each other. Makers supporting makers and shop owners being so supportive. So I think it was really welcoming to be honest off the bat. I remember being so scared. Like I was shaking asking people. And like I said, I had like our son Luca in a, like a wrap that I'm holding him on my chest. And I got Bennett running around. who was like three, but, but no, people were pretty supportive. I, again, there probably were people that said no. And I just kind of blocked that out
1: right, and right, moved
0: yeah. on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I love that your two boys were with you, too, when you were doing that. That that brings yeah. back memories for me. Personally. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: I am sure. I mean, there were events that we'd be at that I would, like, be behind the tent nursing our little boy. And, like, when we go back to those same events, he's now six running around. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I remember just hiding in the trees nursing him. <laughs> it's a little traumatic, actually, but <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so
2: speaking of that, has it been challenging to balance, you know, Alison and I talk about this a lot with each other, the balance between um, work and home and, and, and children. How do, you, yeah. how do you cope with that? You know, I think all moms could use <laughs> some advice yeah. if
0: you've got any. I, well, I am definitely not an expert, but that is something that we're. I'm always, always, always working on. And that was honestly one of the driving forces besides space alone driving forces for us to move it out of our home with it being at our house. It was obviously very nice for a long time because I could be at home with the kids when they were little and I could work while they were napping or maybe they were watching a show or having some downtime or whatever that may have looked like. But as they got older and as the business grew, that became increasingly difficult. And it would be like I would see an email come in and I would run in the basement to figure out whatever I needed to figure out for that, or, you know, we'd be eating dinner and I would see somebody at the front, like we had pickup on our front porch of our house. So I would see like customers coming to the porch and I'd run out there to handle, you know, whatever needed to be dealt Mm -hmm. with. And so it just became constant, which I'm sure you girls totally feel Mm -hmm. that honestly was one of the biggest factors was I need to have some separation from work and home because everything is overlapping and I felt like I wasn't doing anything well. And I really like, being a mom is obviously just so important, and I just want to be there, and I don't want, I did. I felt like the kids were always hearing, mommy needs 10 more minutes, mommy needs 15 mm-hmm. more minutes, mommy mm-hmm. has to go in the office for a half hour, because nothing was, like I said, cut and dry. It was just all overlapping. Mm-hmm. So now that we're here in the space, when I go home, I do my very, very best to just be a mom, not just be a mom, but to be a mom when mm-hmm. I get home, and try not to bring work home with me as much as I possibly possibly can. Mm-hmm. So, so really, you... I guess creating boundaries. I guess I would say,
2: right, oh, yeah. right. So as you grew and you were able to move it out of your home, you mentioned mm-hmm. you you know now have employees. How did that How did that process go for you? The transition from it just being you and your husband in your basement to mm-hmm. growing it. You know, did it ever feel challenging, or did you ever have doubts?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we started needing employees while we were still in our house. And that was mm-hmm. really frightening because you obviously don't want to have like random people coming into your house. You have little kids. So being a teacher, I was so lucky because my kiddos, all my students, I like reached out to them. And so I had former students working for us in our home and like high school neighbors. Mm-hmm. So that was really a fun because I got to reconnect with my students and see them grow because I had them when they were 10, 11, 12 years old. And then at this point they were old, you know, ad- practically adults, but it still was challenging because like kind of what I was just saying, like we'd be eating dinner and they'd be coming over after school and it was just tricky. And also when you're getting your groove, kind of, it's like the work is kind of inconsistent too. like, we might be really busy certain months and not really busy. And maybe I need like someone to work a ton of hours this week, and then next week, we're really slow again. (laughs) So Mm -hmm, that was also mm -hmm. kind of tricky balancing that. And then when we moved to the space, um, two of our girls that that were working for us were going off to college, and they had been with us for a really long time. So I was freaking out, like, who is going to come and work for us? And I was so very lucky because I reached out to one of, again, one of my former students, and I knew she had gone off to school, but then she came home to continue school during COVID. And i was just reaching out to her to actually see if she knew of anybody and she said she would love to do it and she is my right hand girl so she is here every day and i've just been so lucky to have her working Mm -hmm. and then this is also kind of funny my mom was a buyer for a store for a long time i think 20 some years in kenosha and their store closed down and so i have my mom working here and a couple of her girls that used to work at the shop that she worked at so Actually, the transition, although I was very concerned and scared, it really like things just kind of fell into place. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm very thankful.
1: I (laughs) love when that happens. Like that's when you know you're on the right path is when things fall beautifully into place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really have. So now just no one can ever leave me. <laughs> so I'm very set with this team. I love mm-hmm. them. So we're very lucky. <laughs> I, I feel Aww. that a thousand percent.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, I mean, you you just kind of talked about your employees and your your mom working for you. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that they're all wonderful supporters and encouragers. But do you mm-hmm. have, like, what does your support group look like? Do you have a mentor?
0: Yeah. So we always talk about how lucky we are with our friend and our family. Like they're, they've been our biggest supporters from the very beginning. I mean, they're, they're always, I mean, we don't pay them to wear our stuff. Like they're just always wearing guilty and always telling people about us and advertising for us. And, you know, at a drop of a hat, like, Hey guys, let's, grab all your kids and let's go to a Christmas tree farm, but we're going to take pictures of you for hours in the cold. Is that okay? (laughs) And like, you know, they'll, they'll be there at the drop of a hat. Like they're just ready to Mm -hmm. do it. And we pretty much pay them in beer and pizza and (laughs) they're cool with it. So they're our biggest supporters, but then also as far as like mentorship goes, I would kind of touched on this earlier that there's such a supportive community of makers in our area. And so there's a group of, women-owned businesses and we all meet. We try to meet once every couple of months and we kind of just talk about any, I mean, really anything regarding our businesses and our challenges and how each business is, how we're overcoming. We just talked about employees because that's a tough one and marketing and all sorts of things. And so it's really nice to get together with them. So I don't think we're really formal mentors for one another, but we're definitely, uh, we help each other out a lot.
1: When you get find a group like that and you have, when they have like-minded minds, I guess. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or, no, totally. Yeah, <laughs> backgrounds as you, mm-hmm. it makes mm-hmm. life so much easier because then you're not, yeah. sometimes when you try and have those conversations, you're almost defending yourself or why you're feeling a certain way or to someone mm-hmm. who's not going through the same thing. So having that kind of group is, is wonderful and a blessing for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been super, I mean, I've loved it. We've been doing it for probably only six months, but um, we all are addicted to it. We're like, we can't wait mm-hmm. to meet again. Let's do this. So, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that definitely speaks to, you know, the importance of having a community around you that is supportive, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting be- people in your corner to to cheer you on and you being able to cheer other people on. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, a lot of these relationships have been built to at different markets and events that we do. So, you know, I always think that that's just a really fun part of being a maker is, you know, going to these events where you meet other people that are doing the same thing and it's just in supporting one another. So that's where I've met all of the people that are in that group. So being in a
2: community of makers is. Wonderful. Cheering them on is wonderful. Do you ever deal with, you know, whether it's in the community or social media, do you ever deal with the comparison game? Do you ever start playing that mm-hmm. that game, you know, with your yeah. with your
0: own head? <laughs> uh, totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're not the only people in the state of Wisconsin that make shirts and right. sweatshirts <laughs> that are Wisconsin or Midwest-based. So we have actually done a lot of I had a lot of reflection and a lot of conversations about what makes us different, what makes us unique. And we always go back to, we started this because we wanted to inspire community and highlight communities and people coming together. And, but I think a lot of people also feel that way. I don't know. Like we we're very active in our community and in other, like we try to be, we do a lot of donations and we are, volunteer a lot and Mm -hmm. really try to actually be a part of it so walk the walk I guess I should say Mm -hmm. but beyond that we've just really tried to focus on really truly what does make us different and so you know what we're putting out we try to like I said I really pay attention to how what we're sourcing and what our actual fabrics are and what we're manufacturing and that it's comfortable and it's functional in Wisconsin crazy weather like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. that it's not even spring yet and it's the end of April <laughs> and that our designs are really simple and we try to I don't know we try to have like this funky vibe to it I guess like just a little unique like it's style meeting comfort. it's not just mm-hmm. like it's not just what you're lounging around it you right. feel you want to go out in it And so anyways, when I compare myself to others and I see other things and I'm like, oh, why didn't we think of that? (laughs) I just try to really focus on our why and our pitch, our purpose and like, what are we really trying to accomplish? So because it is hard, you get lost in that game real easily. And like I said, there's a a lot of businesses like mine. So we try Mm -hmm. to focus on what we're doing and then Mm -hmm. applaud what other people are doing and appreciate and respect that as well.
1: Mm, I like that thank you for sharing because I think a lot of times it's easy to put a a face on and be like oh yeah no I'm I'm fine over here nothing bothers me (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no well and like I mean it's a it's somewhat of a there's just a lot of Wisconsin apparel brands and so Mm -hmm. like I said we just really focused in the last year really trying to say well what are we doing and you know We come up with ideas all the time, but we just say, but does that really fit what Guilty is about? Or is that Mm -hmm. just a cool shirt? You know, Mm -hmm. so, and really try to make sure
1: that it fits in our lane, what we're trying to do. I know one one sweatshirt that is so popular at our store is the Wisco Mm -hmm. crew neck sweatshirt. And Mm -hmm. I think that your um, ability or twist to have it be, like, somewhat classy but still represent the state that we all love mm-hmm. is yeah. is a little bit more, like, is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really appreciate that creative side of, of your products. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You
0: said it's so much better than me and it's my brand. (laughs) That's what I was trying to say, (laughs) that you can like wear it. You're
1: good. You're good. That's what we're here for. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly it. Uh, Too funny. So is there a moment in your life that kind of sticks out to you that kind of made your mind shift into following this passion? I know you kind of said that it was – being a stay at home mom and wanting more time with your kids. But mm-hmm. was there any other moments that kind of kept you going down this path? For
0: sure. Like I have always. I mean i say this jokingly trust me very, i'm totally joking but when i was younger i did in middle school i got like the best dressed award and in high school i got the trend center where now i know like this is so silly like that's not a big deal i say it very jokingly <laughs> but i only bring that up because i've always i've always felt that my style was a little bit unique um and a mm-hmm. little bit different and i truly value being comfortable like i'm not it's rare that I'm dressed where I'm uncomfortable. I love being Mm -hmm. comfortable, but I also like to look good and feel good in the way that I look um, and look put together. So I feel like I've always been passionate about that without truly knowing that I was maybe passionate about Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we started doing this and like I said, I was coming off being pregnant with our second child and it was, you know, you're trying to feel like you look normal again and, I really wanted to be comfortable with two little kids at home. So I think that I was like, I'm not the only person that feels this way. I know that, and especially in Wisconsin, when the weather changes on a dime, or, mm-hmm. you know, we're so busy, you just got to be able to go from here to there. And your outfit kind of has to be versatile and go with you. So mm-hmm. I just started really paying attention to how people, I don't know, just like lifestyle, like, what is your lifestyle? How do you feel right. like you want to dress and be comfy and still have that Mm -hmm. pride and look good Mm -hmm. so i guess when i started looking at it from that lens i just was excited about sharing that and creating things that would allow people to do that so Mm -hmm. and be comfy and classy i'm going to use that now classy We haven't used that word, that is comfy and classy. Watch for my next Instagram post. I'm gonna put that in the caption,
2: I'll
0: tag you. Okay, yeah, as long as I get a shout out,
2: that's right. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, I, I absolutely am loving your story and I'm wondering, do you ever have a moment in your life or have you had times in your life that were just really challenging and that, you know, in the middle of the storm, it was extremely hard, but then when you came out of it, it made you stronger and made you better for having gone, gone through it. Do you, have you had any moments or times in your life like that?
0: Of course. Yeah. I think, I mean, probably the most recent would just kind of be like through the pandemic, obviously in the beginning of it, there was such uncertainty. And I mean, honestly, there still is like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, But I would say early on, I remember really kind of thinking like, is this it now? Is this done, is is Guilty done? I didn't know what was going to happen. And so we just kind of kept trucking and little did we know it was going to last. So I I guess the the way that it went was people wanted to wear leisure wear, people are still working from home. And, you know, they tell us this is our favorite thing to wear working Mm -hmm. from home. And so I guess, you know, we're, thankful and the fact that people stuck with us i think there was just such a huge push for bu- shopping locally and buying small and people really coming together and you know making a very intentional effort to shop at you know local stores and work with local businesses and then you know that turned into because we also have a custom side of our business that we print for schools and businesses and nonprofits and other local organizations. And so that started ramping up a lot as people were trying to build culture within their business or schools. When they went back to school, they wanted shirts for the kiddos, like welcome back and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I think the tides turned for us and it was just a matter of living like in the present moment and taking it day by day and just saying, you know, what's whatever's meant to be is meant to be, but we just, Stuck with it the best that we could and tried to, I guess, flexibility was also really important because things had to change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we went from our online sales were okay pre-COVID, but then once COVID hit, it was like our online sales went crazy. And so just shifting and yeah, so mm-hmm. just kind of riding the tide, I guess. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And how did, it? how did your kids handle all of that? Because obviously that, when something drastic like that does happen, it takes a lot Mm -hmm. of your energy and your, your brain brain power and everything like that. How did were they there with you riding the tide? Mm -hmm. Did you try and like kind of keep it them away from it? How, how did that look for you?
0: Yeah. So I totally think we're very thankful because like I said, Adam, my husband still has his full-time job. So if, I think the pressure was different if he didn't have that full-time job. Things would have been really, really, truly scary if he didn't. So we at least had that going for us. So initially I just kind of said, I'm just focused on the kids because obviously they were home from school and that's what I was doing. And when I had time, I would do some guilty work and I did try to, I wouldn't say like shield them from it, but I didn't want them to think anything was wrong as far as like our, our family life, for example, which, you know, I will say, obviously, we all went through it, but like schooling from home was absolutely crazy. Even as a former teacher, I think it was probably Mm -hmm. maybe even worse because I had expectations, Well, I got this
1: and Mm -hmm. I definitely
0: did not (laughs) So, so, you know, trying to work through that, like our older son, he had school on the computer that went most of the day. So he was very focused. Whereas mm-hmm. Luca was very young still. He was only four when it started. So, you know, his teachers would only have him, you know, learning for a short time, which is age mm-hmm. appropriate for sure. Um, but then the rest of the day, if Adam was working and then I was working sometimes. And so we defaulted to sure, you can go on the tablet and mm-hmm. um, things like that that would not have happened otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So that's a total bummer. So we're working on getting out of that. but. I think
1: there's a lot of people in that same boat as you. Me being one of them. Yep, me too. I was just going to say, I
2: think all the moms are nodding their heads right now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So, I mean. Mm -hmm.
1: What, as of right now, has been your favorite part of this whole journey?
0: That is such a tough question. I'm the most indecisive person in the world. So when people ask me what's my favorite or my worst, it's really tough. Okay, it would have to be, I mean, we have so much fun. I've kind of alluded to, you know, us really enjoying going to markets and events and because we, like I said, we're kind of deemed ourselves community inspired and we just love being out in the community. So when we're at these markets and events, it is just so much fun to talk with people and even talking with shop owners and just being a part of this community has just been so, so much fun for us. I love that aspect. I also love, you know, we were, I still get kind of starstruck. Like we were in Lake Mills for a race. We were running and this girl had on our sweatshirt and I was like, Lake Mills, we are not even in any shop in Lake Mills. And I like went up to her and I'm like, I was so excited. I felt like a total nerd, but I was so excited. I was like, where did you get this? Like, oh my God, this is my favorite sweatshirt. I just picked it up yesterday. And I was like, yes. And talked to her for a while or... So it's just exciting, you know, to see that. Because around here I see it a lot, but we're in a lot of stores around here. So Mm -hmm. when I'm in a town or when I had friends that were on spring break or, you know, they're in Florida or something. And they said, we've literally seen like seven people wearing Guilty in some random city in Florida. And I'm like, this is Mm -hmm. so cool. So I definitely get excited about that, that people are happy and like happy with what we're putting out there I love it Mm
1: -hmm. you can truly feel when you're talking to Mm -hmm. you that you have found your passion and that you're living living it out Mm -hmm. and it's so inspiring really Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. well and your your community is very lucky to have you guys too Mm -hmm. that's wonderful that that's a huge part of of your business Mm -hmm. right yeah
2: for our listeners can you tell them some different ways that they can connect with
0: you Absolutely. So we are on Instagram at Guilty Apparel and on Facebook. And so shoot us a message there or they can email us info at guilty.com. Our website, you can message us right through there as well and shop through there. And we also have a long list of all of our shops that we're in on our website. So feel free to peruse that. I try to do my best to really give shout outs to all the shops. Thank you. You guys do such a great job of putting us and a lot of your mm-hmm. the local feed, so I appreciate that very, very, very much. Of course,
1: yeah, those are some ways to get in touch with us. We ask this question at the end of each podcast, and what would one piece of advice you would give to anyone who is looking to make a life they love? That's hmm. a good question.
0: I think I would say you just got to try it, like in in small steps are bigger than you think. You know, I, I feel like sometimes we think that it's all or nothing. And I think it's okay to dip your toe in and try it out. And I think it's okay to take these small steps in the direction that you wanna go and test it out and just trust yourself too.